Today, I want to talk to you about love. Love being pretty much the biggest, greatest, most talked about topic on earth, I would imagine, other than maybe how to make a lot of money. How do you get love, feel love, stay in love, heal from lost love, find love again, love yourself, love others, receive love? There is so much to talk about, and that's what I want to do with you here today on The Blessing and Divorce. So let's jump in. Welcome back to another episode of A Blessing and Divorce. I am so grateful to be allowed into your headset and day today. My name is Elizabeth, and I am the host of this podcast and the owner and founder of The Separation Club, which is the club you never wanted to be part of, but the best club to be in if you're going through separation and divorce. Here we talk about how to heal, move forward, and find love if you're so inclined. Also, motherhood through divorce, finding yourself, and creating the life you want and deserve. Our tools are community, sisterhood, honesty, vulnerability, and spirituality. And that's when we aren't talking to our experts. I'm also a divorced mother of of four adult sons, remarried, and a stepmom to three. So we will be talking about everything that goes with all of that here. If you are recently separated, thinking of separating, divorcing, or even beyond your divorce, but still feeling it, then this is the podcast for you. As I said in today's episode, we will be talking about love and how appropriate considering Valentine's Day is not even a week away. So let's do this. Welcome back and welcome to a topic that is... Yeah, it's hard to talk about sometimes, but it is very important to us. We all crave love and feel love and want love in our life in many different ways. And there's so many different kinds of love, right? Like parental love, partner love, love of mankind, love for friends, family, love of life, and of course, self-love. So much love available to us and so much love to give, right? So where do we start? It's probably pretty obvious why I chose this topic for today, as, like I said, it is Valentine's Day next week, and for many, many people, this is a very triggering and difficult day. Possibly the loneliest day for most of the population, because it's a day that, if you're single, you might feel like you're the only single person on Earth, and that no one else is without a dinner date, a dozen flowers, and a joyful plan for how to celebrate. But if you think about it for more than a few minutes and get out of your own head, you will also quickly realize that, of course, you aren't the only one living in the misery of being single this Valentine's Day. And I put that in air quotes because, honestly, there's nothing miserable about being single on Valentine's Day. But first, let's talk a bit about some historical observations I don't even know that I can call them facts because when I went looking online, as I have done for the last two or three years for the definition or um, the history of Valentine's Day, as many articles as you can find is pretty much as many descriptions as you can find. So here's just some of what I have come across on a regular basis. First, February, February 14th, which is Valentine's Day, it's truly just another day unless you ask the good folks at Hallmark. Let's face it, they love it. They make a big deal out of it. It's just another day. And in this case, it falls on a Tuesday. Way back when it started, it was a pagan holiday. Way back when it was first celebrated, as far as I can learn, it was a pagan holiday. And it was a holiday that was celebrated or had rituals 
to promote fertility. And at some point, the Christians took it over and they named it after one of their saints, St. Valentine, and called it St. Valentine's Day. And I think it was really just meant to replace this pagan ritual, which they did with so many things, by the way. So many of our Christian holidays are actually, were originally pagan holidays, but of course, and they just renamed them and rejigged them a little bit and called it something else to make it Christian. And then it is my understanding that the fact that this newish celebration falls on February 14th is purely coincidental. It might have something to do with what used to be seen as the first day of spring in England. I found some information about that, but it might not have been. And it might have also just been that as the Christians assign um, a day for each one of their saints, it just happened to be that day. Either way, it wasn't until the early 1900s that a company that has, you know, become known as Hallmark started with Valentine's Day cards. And I think the ball pretty much got rolling from there. So I think it's safe to say that if you don't have a date on Valentine's Day, then it is no different than not having a date on the 12th of February, the 13th, the 15th, or July 7th for that matter. It's just another day. But no matter how many times I tell you it's just another day, I know it's also a really tough day. It's pretty hard to miss, especially after the Christmas decorations are all down. Every store is full of red and pink and teddy bears and hearts and, you know, buy this for your love and book your, you know, your reservations and everyone or anyone who has a partner in life starts talking about what they hope or wish their person will do for them on this day. Or, well, let's be really honest, women start talking about what they would like men to do. Men are pretty much the ones who have to think of something super romantic for that day, or there will be trouble at home. And that's kind of the reality of it. But in the name of honesty, pretty much every man in our lives has at some point declared how much they hate Valentine's Day. No one's going to tell them that just because it's February 14th, they have to do this, that, or the other thing, right? And we don't like hearing that. But it might be kind of fair in my mind. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a mother of four sons. They're adults now, dating. Um, one of them's married. And I hear them saying some of these things. And I really think it just comes down to this pressure of feeling that they need to do something extraordinary and while they're trying to think of that, which they find difficult to do, they also realize that the likelihood or the possibility that they might disappoint is also really high. And I'm sure they're thinking to themselves, wow, like, why do I have to go through this level of stress? Because it's February 14th. And why can't the women do something for us instead or as well, right? And we do. But I think you know what I'm saying and that there's some truth to this, right? So why is there so much pressure on the guys and not the gals? Well, apparently this stems way back to when it was men who were supposed to woo the women, right? Plain and simple. So it's kind of that pattern got started then. So anyway, regardless, here we are. We are approaching the most romantic and kind of awful day of the year for many of you. And... It is a tough day for the women that I work with as they're all going through separation and divorce. This day, in many ways, emphasizes the reality that they have lost their person, their valentine, their partner, 
the one who's meant to help make this day special. And I say meant to because I, I see a lot of this heartache as like the heartache that they're experiencing around this upcoming day of being as being symbolic of the loss that they're going through and have been going through every day since their marriage or relationship ended. And that it's not really about Valentine's Day. Again, it's a symbol of what they've lost. Because again, let's be honest for a moment, most likely the relationship or the marriage wasn't great for a while. And was Valentine's Day really so special when you were still with this person, right? Possibly not. But it is a day that reminds us. It reminds you that you don't have that person, that there will be no Valentine's Day date, flowers, chocolate, or card, unless it's from your children. So I get it. It is a tough day. So I thought instead of going on about Valentine's Day, you know, I want to introduce it. That's why I'm talking about love today. And by the way, and I will have more information on this at the end, I am running a virtual online Valentine's Day. Well, actually, I call it a BYOV party. It is a be your own Valentine's Day party. So you are invited to that. But um, in the meantime, or I'm going to switch gears a little bit, I want to talk about love. Like I said in the beginning, I want to talk about what love is because it just seems like the right time of year to be maybe digging into that. Let's see if we can, you know, make this the year that's the last year that you feel lonely or alone or rejected or abandoned or any of those awful feelings. And let's rather make this about the year, the first year that you tune into love and tune into celebrating love because there is a lot of love in your life. You are loved by many people. Just because this one person has checked out of your life as, as your person does not mean you don't have other people who love you so much. And that matters. Let's not dismiss that. There are so many people. So let's, let's get started with what our definition of love is. And I'm going to start, like I so often do on these episodes, is... What is the definition online, right? I googled the definition of love and this was a compilation or whatever, a sentence created from what I found. So love is an intense, deep affection for another person. Love also means to feel this intense affection for someone. Love can also refer to a strong like for something or to like something a lot, right? So that's like a basic definition. And while I don't disagree with that definition at all, I think we can also agree that love means a lot of different things to different people because we find the things that we find special about someone varies a great deal. And so does what we like to do, what we like to experience. So all the other things and and yeah, that we love in our life. Some of us love reading and others love to rock climb. Some love hunting while others love lying on the grass and listening for the quiet. Some love all of those things and others none of those things. And all of that is okay. Whatever you love to do or love to hear or listen to, the music you love, the, the, I don't know, whatever, the podcast you love listening to, it's not the same as someone else's and that's okay. So, 
But I think what we probably all need to talk about here today is people. We fall in love with people. We love people. We are loved by people. We can clearly see why we love someone when we first fall in love and wonder why others fall in love with who they do, right? And then maybe years later, we wonder how we ever loved this person that we loved so much. You know, you might be thinking about that right now. How how did you fall in love with this person who perhaps has been very good to you? Or, or how did it stop? How did this person stop loving you? Or how did you stop loving them? Or how did you just stop loving each other and loving the life you had together? How did that happen? Did the love change? Did one of you change? Did the circumstances change? Probably all of that. And all of those differences and all of those questions brings me back to what is love to you? What is love? What does it mean? And have you ever really thought about that question? Like really thought about it? Like sitting down and going, what is love? What does love mean to me? So I used to struggle with this question and I certainly did when my marriage ended. So I have given this a ton of thought and come up with... Um, I think I have five (laughs) definition or sort of points of what I believe love is for me, okay? This is what I get attached to. This is what love means in my world. So the way that I've thought about these as I get into them, this this is what it, it means to me to love someone, right? This is what the way that I want to love other people. And that's how I feel we have to approach it instead of focusing so much on what we want from someone else so that we feel loved by them. We can't control that, first of all. And when we focus on that, we're generally focusing through our ego. and We're we're focusing on things like they need to check certain boxes or they need to, you know, there might be a long list of things. But throw that list away and think about what does it mean to love someone? If I'm going to give my heart to someone and love someone, What does that mean? What does that look like for me? Because that's the only thing you control and that's the only thing that you can do. So let's focus on how you want to love people in your life and that special someone. And then that's how they will love you as well, right? So the first one is liking. Love is liking the person for who they are without wanting them or wishing for them to be different. It's liking them even when we don't necessarily like what they're doing. Next is respecting. Love is respecting who they are, what they believe in, knowing fully well that they're not going to change. They're always going to be this person. Yes, we grow and we evolve, but fundamentally we are who we are. And if you fell fell in love with someone because of who they are, respect that. This is who they are and don't try to change that. The next one is not making it about you, okay? So loving someone is not about you. It's not about what they do for you or how they make you feel. It's about how they feel, period. And how it makes you feel when they are happy and when they feel loved and safe around you. That's love. Love is making it about them first. 
It's about loving how they butter their toast because it's different. It's loving how they love their family because that's their way. It's loving how they love you because of how they do that. We get tripped up when we need our partners to love us a certain way in order for us to feel loved. Where do you learn that? You know, you get it from Instagram or your parents tell you or your church tells you or someone tells you that this is how love should look. No, love needs to look the way you feel and experience love. So that's what you have to get clear on. And that's what I'm sharing with you here. Yes, we have different love languages. And yes, our partners will give us that at times because they love us. They will love us in our language. But we have to be able to see how they love us in their language as well. We have to experience that as love, even though it might not be their first choice. It might not be their go-to or natural thing to do, right? When we expect them to show love by doing for us, by being as we want or demand, that isn't love anymore. It becomes about the ego, as I said earlier, and it quickly becomes about winning. All right, next one, seeing. Love is seeing them, seeing their fear when they get triggered and turn it on you. It's knowing what is happening when they get upset or angry because you've made it your business to know their inner workings. It's being able to tell when they walk in the door and they're in a foul mood and they say something cutting to you, you can look at them with love and say, I'm sorry, you've had a bad day. I know this isn't about me or us and I love you. Do you want to talk about it? What if you said that instead of, how dare you talk to me like that? And what's your problem? And that, right? And I understand that it's triggering, but how different would this world be? And I'm not just talking about a love partner, a romantic partner here. How different would all our relationships be if we could take a breath and remind ourselves that when somebody just walks into a space and says something not nice, it's not about you. It's never about you. It's about them and something that happened to them that day. So let's make it about that. Let's love them through it and allow them or make them feel safe to share that with us and to feel seen, to feel that it matters, right? Okay, the last one, allowing. Love is allowing them to feel different than you, wanting different things than you and being different than you. In my opinion, it's not about being one. It's about being two who can come together as one, stepping into the other when needed to strengthen that one and knowing that they will do the same, that they will step into you and help strengthen you when you need it. So be two people, be different, love each other like crazy and come together to do things, to do hard things, to face challenges and to help each other grow and heal and overcome. That to me is love. And I learned this about myself a long time ago. After my divorce, I made a point of understanding this and often ask myself, almost daily to be honest with you, what is love and how did I want to be loved? And how did I want to love? How did I want to show up in the relationship? That was actually how it was worded in my mind. Yes, I thought about how I wanted to be loved. And the things that came to me was I wanted someone who was kind and who liked me. Those and who obviously loved me and who was faithful. Like, you know, those were sort of the the key things that I focused on. There was no long list of non-negotiables at all. 
there was just he had to be kind he he has to love me he has to like me and he has to accept me for who I am and be faithful to me <laughs> and that's that's all I need and then I would well again I don't want to see it and then I'd feel safe loving them I'd feel safe continuing to love right so it was through asking these questions that I came to these answers and I realized that it isn't just about how I want to be loved, as I said, because if I can't love someone fully and freely, then I will never actually even be able to see and experience the love they're giving me, not fully, because I am making it all about, but they're not doing it this way and they're not doing it that way. So then they must not love me or they're not doing it the way that I said I wanted to be loved or that I thought they were. But wait a second. Is this person loving you in the biggest way that they know how? Well, maybe that's good enough or at least a place for us to start, right? It was during my reflection of all of this that I gained a much greater understanding of my past marriage and the many areas in which it failed. Fundamentally, I was married to a narcissist, so having a mutually loving and selfless marriage was really not available. But there were times when things were really good, for sure, and... You know, it was, I don't want to ignore those. I don't want to pretend like those didn't happen. But overall, as an overall assessment, and, you know, this is what I always told my kids too when they asked why it didn't work, is that we were not well suited. We were two people who probably shouldn't have gotten married. Had we really sat down and thought about what love meant to each of us and what we, how we wanted to show it and was this something that was suitable or right for the person that we were loving Maybe if we had thought about all those things and really, you know, answered those questions for ourselves, maybe we wouldn't have gotten married. But anyway, there we were, right? Our understanding of what what was loving and what each of us needed in the relationship, it wasn't really understood in advance of us marrying. And it proved to be something we didn't agree upon. So, and I'm guessing that something like that happened with you as well. Whatever the version of the end was for you and for whatever reason your marriage ended, it's a really healthy exercise to take a look at these questions or to answer these questions. And so here you are, right? Um, Back on the market and wanting perhaps to have someone to love and perhaps more importantly to love us back, right? And that's where the problems begin. We start to write that long list of what this person has to do or be and the qualities they must possess for us to even be able to consider having a relationship with them and loving them and opening our heart to them. So in order for us to recognize that this person is the right person for us and to to potentially find a new partner in life for yourself, we have to be able to really open our heart to just any possibility. And all we can really do is love from the place that we believe is right for us, that love someone the way you want to love someone, you know, create your own list of what love means to you and what, more importantly, actually, what being a loving partner means to you. What does that look like for you? You as a loving, healed, beautiful, wonderful, understanding and respectful partner, as that person, who are you? How do you show up for yourself and for other people? And this doesn't just apply to a romantic partner. This applies to friendships 
um, relationships with our children and other family members, friendships at work. You know, how do you want to show up for people? How do you want to show love to this world around you, to the people that are in it? As you're sitting here, you know, week before Valentine's Day, listening to this podcast, and maybe you've been dipping your toe into the dating game, or, you know, maybe you are out there dating regularly. Maybe you have even started a new relationship. But have you ever even asked yourself these questions? As you do move forward and get into relationships, and now I'm talking about a romantic relationship, a new partner in your life, as you've opened your heart to this person, there's something else that you need to be asking yourself. This is a question you should be asking yourself, you know, as you go into it and throughout the relationship. Are you able to love yourself and stand by your own values as you love this other person? And will this person love you as you follow your passion, your purpose, and live by your core values? In fact, do they love you because you do, because you stand by your own values? Or are they hoping you let go of them? Or are you hoping that this person is going to change? When you hear me talk about those questions, do you hear the value of asking yourself that and how important that is? In fact, those questions are more important than anything else. Those questions matter a lot more than whether they like to go on outdoor adventures with you. Yes, it's important to have things in common. Yes, it's really important to feel attracted, to have fun together, to enjoy each other's company. All of those things matter. But those things will naturally come with the relationship and will just happen on their own. If you can say yes to that question, are you able to love yourself and stand by your own values as you love this other person? In other words, are you able to be you? Are you just able to show up as you and be loved for that? If that's a yes, then all that other stuff, it just comes with it. Because now you are seeing each other for who you are. You're loving each other for who you are. You respect each other for who you are. And oh my, how much fun you can go out and have because you love each other for who you are. You won't be afraid to say, hey, let's go and do this thing. I would love to do that with you. And the other person will immediately want to go because it means so much to you. That's love. That's the kind of love I believe you're looking for. But I really think you need to ask those questions of yourself and get really clear on what you want before you go out looking for something that you haven't really defined. Hopefully I've convinced you to do a little bit of soul searching around what love means to you at this point. Um, And hopefully you, yeah, I'm hoping you agree with me on that. You know, maybe you realize by listening to this and realizing you've never asked yourself those questions or not fully answered them, that maybe that is why it's feeling hard to meet someone, to find a new person, to trust. When you when you know in your heart what you need and you know that you will honor that no matter what, then trust is easy because you trust yourself. And which means you trust yourself to walk away from someone who isn't good for you. It doesn't have to start with that they have to prove that you can trust them. It actually starts with you. And that's a huge subject that I'm not gonna dig into the trust subject, but it does this, what I just said, brings me around to a topic of self-love, which of course, is also really important to focus on. 
And I want to start by addressing something that gets said a lot in communities like mine, is that in order for you to have love, to be loved, to experience love from someone else, you have to love yourself first. And there's there's a certain amount of BS, honestly, in that statement. It's a very triggering statement because what we're essentially saying is, unless you love yourself, you can't receive love. You can't experience love. People can't love you if you don't love yourself. They won't know how to love you unless you show them how to love you, for example, right? And that's 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 huge, okay? And it's incorrect. Of course, you can experience love even if you don't feel terribly loving towards yourself. Of course, somebody could meet you and think you're one of the most terrific people they've ever met and fall madly in love with you. All of those things can happen even if you don't love yourself. People love you right now. Maybe you don't feel a lot of love towards yourself. Maybe you don't feel overly worthy right now. But there are people out there who love you anyway. Your children, your family, your friends, your whoever. People love you. And you deserve that. And you have that. And you will always have that. Even if you don't feel overly loving towards yourself right now. However, when you meet someone, and if you are not in a place of self-love, and you fall in love with someone, you start to have those feelings and that person starts having those feelings towards you. The danger is that you will again, and I say again, because if you're here listening to this and you've gone through a divorce, you've probably done this before and that's give up on yourself. It happens really in small little pieces. We start to adapt to the other person. We start to mold to what they like because we don't like ourselves and we think, Well, if I push my agenda, they might not like me either. So I'm going to mold myself because I don't like myself anyway. So maybe what I want is actually wrong. And I'm going to mold and adapt and adjust and take on what they want and do what they want. And I'm not going to say that I don't want to do that because I don't want this person to stop loving me. So I'm going to do what they want to do all the time. People pleasing, codependency. These are the things that come from Well, it happens as a result of being in a place where you don't feel good about yourself and you're afraid to lose this relationship if you show up as you. Now, I'm sure as I say that, you can hear how wrong that is. You know it's wrong to give up on yourself. You don't want to do that. You want it to be different this time. You want to be liked and respected and seen and all of those things that I talked about earlier. I know you want that and you deserve that. So as you go out in this world and you meet people and you spend time with people you already know and love and trust, practice being yourself, practice stepping forward as you. And may I suggest before I go that you do what I did. When I went out and I started dating, I didn't feel 100% solid on loving myself to pieces. I wasn't quite there yet, but I promised myself to show up as me. I promised myself that I would not spend even an hour with someone who didn't like me as I was. Because in my previous marriage, I didn't feel liked. He liked me once upon a time, but as the years went on, that was one of the things that I really felt was absent. And I guess that's why it's one of the things that's really important to me now. I wanted to feel that I could just be myself and that I didn't have to edit all the time and didn't have to compromise what I believed in all the time. 
and not it's not about making that person edit and compromise it's about just being okay with how we are with each other just being okay with being me and him being okay with being him you know and I was really really I'm not even gonna say lucky but I was able to do the work I needed to do to be able to open my heart to someone very very special and we've been married for 10 years now um, and together for 15 so you know it is possible but I am so grateful that I did the work that I did before I met him and that I continued to do that work and I still continue to do that work as our relationship goes on as our marriage goes on and as I show up here for you as well I want to always learn and understand so I would love to hear from you um, how this resonated with you and what your biggest takeaways were. I'll be posting uh, some of the things that I talked about down in the show notes so you can go back and read it or you can listen again because I feel this is a really important episode for you. And I'd love to hear what you thought, okay? So I will stop talking here and before I go, don't go yet, I want to invite you to our third annual BYOV party which is bring your own be your own valentine Uh, we meet on the 14th it's all done via zoom we will hang out play some games there'll be some prizes we're gonna have some fun together and um yeah i'm just really looking forward to spending time with you and and let's just make it a good day you know it's i'm really excited about doing this and it's been so much fun the last two years so i hope to see you at our party on the on February 14th, a day of self-love, a day of us and me loving you and loving each other and just having fun being together because that's what life's all about, is spending time with other people. So wishing you a beautiful, beautiful rest of the day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here with me again. Um, I am so grateful for you. I love each and every one of you. You are a special person and you deserve so much happiness and love in your life. And I want you to reach high. I want you to ask for the best, not just of the person loving you, but of yourself and how you love others. Have a beautiful rest of the day, evening, and I will see you on the 14th.